0: Howdy friends and welcome to the Old Hat Podcast. This is James Chambliss, your host, Old Hat, and I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you remembered to come to the podcast. Ginger and I were just talking about my memory and it's a little spotty, so I'm <laughs> glad you remembered to be here. I'm glad Ginger's here again. She's getting so comfortable with the podcasting ideal that we've decided we should talk about comfort today.
1: Such a great idea. Goodness, <laughs> you are so smart, James. Oh, it was
0: her ideal. <laughs> Y'all figured that out right away, didn't you? It was her ideal. <laughs> it
1: just came to me. It was, you know, crazy times, and, and everybody has something that's uncomfortable right now. Mm-hmm. And I was driving around the other day and I heard this voice say, Comfort. Let's, let's, Get into that. Yeah. Comfort. Well, I need some, don't you?
0: Oh, always. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about what comfort is and when it's a good thing and when it isn't, because sometimes comfort isn't a good thing. You believe that? Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about comfort as a state of mind, as opposed to, you know, a physical thing that you can pick up. Here's my comfort, although that is too, but it's 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 what that thing Does in your brain, I think, that makes you comfortable. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, And then we're going to talk about how the best ways to comfort other people is, because I think that's something we all need to know. We all, you know, this happens all the time. Somebody will send me a message and go, okay, this happened and I don't know what to say. And so what do you say? What comforts people? And we'll talk about that. And then, uh, because when the two of us get talking, we'll talk about just about anything, we'll probably laugh a lot.
1: (laughs) Because we're we're both amazed by what's just come out of our mouths. (laughs) And you get to
0: hear all of it this way. Isn't that fantastic? So here we go. Let's talk about comfort. Okay, so I just paused this thing so we could turn our paper over because we are actually working from notes today.
1: It's so exciting. You you think we wing
0: it all the time because we wing it all the time. But this time we actually made some notes and and Ginger's laughing at me because under comfort, the first thing I put was comfort food.
1: And then in parentheses, he puts coffee. Did you not know, y'all? Did you not
0: know coffee was his comfort drink? Comfort. It's definitely my... And you know what's funny is I, I haven't always been a coffee drinker. Uh, I didn't even start drinking coffee until I was a fireman. And we'd been at a fire all night. I mean, it was horrible. Mutual aid, people from everywhere. Right. Uh, and, and when we got back to the station, my lieutenant took a pot of coffee that had been turned off for eight or 10 hours and drank it straight from the carafe. Oh, my. And I was so tired, and I looked at him and I said, does that help? <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah, it helps. And so I tried hot coffee. I've never gotten the hang of cold coffee, no, but, I can't do that. but I've been a pretty uh, inveterate coffee drinker ever
1: since. Well, you know, I wondered, and I bet other people wondered, too, what got you started on that coffee. That was thing, it. So thank you. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Comfort food, mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mashed potatoes. Our
0: daughter-in-law likes mashed potatoes. so much that at their after party of the wedding, uh-huh. we had a mashed potato bar.
1: Oh yeah, set up
0: with little like martini glasses <laughs> yes. to put different kinds of mashed potatoes. It It's a great idea.
1: Comfort food and yeah. chicken and dumplings. Yeah, mother's uh, chicken and dumplings.
0: Well, it's got to be yeah. the chicken and dumplings. Can you duplicate it?
1: Uh, I've come close. Okay, that's yeah. good.
0: Yeah. A friend of mine was talking about the place that she grew up going to get chili. And when the guy retired, he gave everybody his chili recipe. Ah. And so when she needs comfort, she makes the chili that recipe chili. from that restaurant. She doesn't believe it's ever gotten that close. But, you know, she's been going there since she was a little girl. So. Comfort. It's, yeah, comfort. It, it takes you back to that time. Your chicken and dumplings makes you think of your mom mm-hmm. in the kitchen when you have the chicken. as
1: And I have the pot. I
0: have that pot oh, that she cool. cooked in. That's and that's a comfort. Those kind of things are comforting. Yep. Uh, I wore my comfortable T-shirt today. I normally podcast in the tuxedo, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> y'all, he's lying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually own a tuxedo. I, I'll tell you what's funny is I do own a, I do own suits. I do have to wear right, suit and tie right. a lot of the time in my life, but, uh, I was telling somebody, they asked me if I was going to this big meeting down the road, and I said, no, I went once, and nobody knew me. And he went, how could nobody knew you? I said, because I wore my, my Italian pimp suit and no cowboy hat. I'm telling you, nobody there knew it was me. I didn't realize until then how tied I was to the cowboy look. But,
1: uh, did you have on regular shoes? I did. Oh, my I did. Gosh. They looked like
0: Frankenstein shoes out there. Kind of weird. But no, I, I was very dressed up, and, and nobody Mindy didn't know
1: me. Oh, now that's sad.
0: (laughs) I was incognito.
1: And I I bet you weren't comfortable. I I was pretty comfortable.
0: I made everybody else uncomfortable, as it turns out. (laughs) You know, uh, I I really want things to be comfortable. You know, Mm -hmm. my favorite place to sit is my big rocking chair. Mm -hmm. And it's it's oversized and it's comfortable. When we hit our 30-year anniversary, we decided we were going to give ourselves a matching set of living room furniture. So we never had never that. Wow. Wouldn't that be comfortable? We'll do that. We never did find anything, and part of the reason we probably didn't find anything is we'd find something. She'd go, What do you think about this? I go, It's not going to match my rocker. I'm okay with that. <laughs> she goes, Well, I thought we'd move the rocker. I went, No, no. <laughs> and so, every piece of furniture in our living room has come and gone, but for 20 years, that rocker has stayed right there. I
1: must say, it's a magnificent rocker. Thank too. you. Thank I you. haven't gotten to sit in it, but <laughs> I. <laughs> Well, I still think we can fix that. <laughs> okay. You're welcome
0: to sit in. Most people come in, and we had a, a contractor here last week, and uh, and we walked around, and he was looking at stuff so he could give us an estimate for painting. And then when we sat down to talk about, it, he walked straight to that rocker, and he mm-hmm. stayed thirty minutes. We didn't talk about work anymore. <laughs> we just rocking back and forth. Oh, they're
1: wonderful, and it will
0: hold an unlimited number of grandchildren. So that's
1: awesome. <laughs> They're very
0: comfortable there.
1: Not that you have an unlimited number yet. No. We can still pray about I'm, a few more. I, yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I will accept. I'm accept. I will work as a grandpa for hire. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to, yeah. <laughs> I'll work for cuddles and <laughs> and read them brown bear. It's mm. one of my favorite things. But comfort uh, isn't always good either. We, we were talking about this before. I grew up in a family that we had a lot of crisis crises growing up and we're all very good in a crisis i mean if there's a crisis you want a member of the Chambers family there helping you because we will help
1: you you've been through them <laughs> yeah
0: but what you have to watch out for is you know you're so good in a crisis that you create crisis or you look for crisis to get involved in because then you can be that good and and it's not we're comfortable in that level of crises and, and that's you
1: know that's a, that's a concept i had not considered about setting up yourselves to be there in a crisis because you can be good there because you have so much experience. The only thing I've thought about as far as crisis and crisis in your lives is that when I was married to the wrong person and it was not healthy and you get used to having a crisis, it it keeps coming up, it keeps coming up. And after a while, if anything's going too smoothly... You have to create a crisis. Mm. I can't tell you how many times Troy Bobby Bell said, Well, you know, I'm not that guy. Bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this guy. Yeah. And and it's okay for us to be happy. And it's like, Oh, okay. So, comfort. Yes.
0: It's an odd thing to, to get uh, to, to be comforted by, you know, to be comforted. But it happens in abusive relationships all yes, the time because you're in it and you get stuck there. But that is actually. Your comfort level.
1: It's what you know how to deal with after a period of time. And that's why very often people don't remove themselves from those situations. It's hard
0: to move away from what you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Even if it's bad. Yeah. That, and that's that's when comfort can be bad. I've got a friend, uh, Sarah. She's wonderful. And she spent several years addicted to drugs. And and I think what she was doing was creating the kind of chaos in her life uh, that was she, that what she was feeling in her soul,
1: right? You know, oh, that was, makes sense. <laughs> she was looking
0: to duplicate that chaos because then she'd fit in. And it was just a a terrible time in her life. She's clean now. She's whatever the right word is. She's not doing any of that. She's not doing bad things. She's doing good things.
1: And so comfort is a positive now in her life. Yeah,
0: it is. And and of course, you know, she's doing that for other people too. She's comforting. them. She's going, okay, over here, guys, you can come over here to this side. It's okay. You don't have to do that. And helping people find a new comfort zone where they can have peace, where they don't have to have that chaos.
1: You know, I think that's something that um, it didn't dawn on me until we were just talking right now. But that's what my office was, too. It was a place for kids to come get comforted. Oh, no question. I remember a girl several years ago. She came in. She just fell apart. And she got in one of my big chairs and she was crying. And I'm, what's the matter, honey? Mom's driving to Dallas today. What if she has a wreck? Mm. And I mean, serious, scared. And, and and we talked about it. And I was able to tell her, well, your mother has this type of car that has double security in the doors. And it's the safest one on the road. And... That helped. Yeah. It comforted, and then she fell asleep, and when she woke up, she, she was, was good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've learned to ask, have you had anything to eat?
1: Yes. Have
0: you eaten today? <laughs> Keep you need, granola bars around. Uh, or you need yeah. something to drink? Well, you know, fears will drive you out of your comfort zone.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Very quick. And so finding a way to compensate, and, and you know, it's not an irrational fear. Your mom's driving two hours. That's right. not an irrational fear. Uh, if you hate bridges or high places, it's not irrational to be afraid of those things. But you have to find a way to be comfortable doing what has to be done.
1: To move out of that yeah. fear and into the reality of, chances are, that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> that's
0: right. There are a lot of people here that didn't happen to. Mm-hmm. So it can't be the mo- mm-hmm. But you know what you hear on the news? For me, if I watch too much news, I get too paranoid real quick because... They don't ever say. And today in Texas, something great happened. Yeah. They don't ever say that, especially about Texas these days. But you know, today in the news, someone took someone a casserole. You never hear that. that's not it. It's always you know casserole poisonings are <laughs> on the rise or something crazy. No comfort in that.
1: <laughs> Y'all, don't you just love this guy <laughs> and casseroles?
0: Okay. Okay. Well, you know it could be. Uh, I are you out of your comfort zone? Is that what you're saying? Talking about. <laughs> So some people are uncomfortable with silence. A lot of people are uncomfortable with silence. Uh, The editor of these podcasts, my favorite son Joshua, (laughs) is uncomfortable (laughs) with silence and he edits them out pretty severely. But, you know, I think people that listen to podcasts don't listen to them for silence. No. No. (laughs) <laughs> no. so, so that's a good thing and I got a lot of feedback from people going I loved Joshua popping into the last podcast it say. was perfect
1: I just laughed out loud in fact I sent him a text with just laughing faces oh that's great
0: <laughs> I heard your podcast It was it's, so you and I talk for 45 minutes and he gets all the feedback yes. he may have his finger on the pulse of this podcast thing mm-hmm. better than we do <laughs> but he
1: would come in every time because he just uh, Joshua is a wise young man he is. Oh, he is. I don't know where he gets that.
0: I don't need his mother. Oh, okay. He used to be a wise guy, and we knew he got that from <laughs> me, but now he's a wise man. That skipped a generation in my family, I'm afraid. So, <laughs> Well, we talked about comfort being a state of mind, and I think it is. You know, I want a comfortable mattress. And I want a comfortable pillow. I even want the right pillowcase. I'm kind of particular. (gasps) I am too. Mm -hmm. And that's where I get my comfort, right? And so when I'm at home, I want that. But I'm also comfortable sleeping on the ground at Caprock Canyons.
1: Ah. So
0: where there's no mattress and, you know, there may or may not be a pillow and you may be sleeping on rocks. But I'm comfortable there too. That means the bed is not what gives me comfort necessarily. It's a state of mind.
1: That's exactly right. Wow, what a what a perspective. You know, going through everything I've gone through this last year and and I'm seeing a wonderful counselor who is helping me find that comfort again and she's directing me to redefine comfort. Okay. Because comfort for me was Riding in the truck holding Troy's hand while we're going somewhere, mm-hmm. or and that's not an option, right? I and I can change my mattress to get comfortable uh-huh. on my bed, that's right. So she's giving me those pointers, and I think that's what we all have to do yeah. is reevaluate what's comfortable,
0: yeah. That you know, that's and you can if it is a state of mind, then you can change your
1: mind, right? You know, oh, yeah, I'm
0: a woman, <laughs> you, you don't have to tell your, me that, that is your prerogative. That's good. Well, you know, it's funny because uh. We don't talk about the other side of that. As a dad, you can't change your mind very much. No. As a grandpa, you can't... Re- All of my kids can tell you what my favorite ice cream is, mm-hmm. and if I decided I hated it or got allergic to it, that would still, in their minds, always be... They needed that constancy from me.
1: Because you're the daddy. Well,
0: that's there's comfort in that. There's mm-hmm. comfort in knowing that his favorite color is brown. There's comfort in knowing his favorite ice cream is strawberry. There's fa- There's comfort in knowing that coffee is his favorite thing. <laughs> there's comfort in knowing which chair is his. Mm-hmm. They know where I sit at the table. I couldn't move if I tried. Right. And they don't live here anymore.
1: That but funny? that's
0: dead spot. Everybody knows that. There's
1: comfort in that. But you know what? It just dawned on me. That's what God is. Mm-hmm. He's the daddy. He's the father. He's our constant. Yeah.
0: He's unchanged. I, I do not change is what he said. That's why, I'm, that's why he said my name is I am, not I was or I will be, <laughs> but I am. It's all the
1: time. There's comfort. There is.
0: You know, and Jesus said that he would send. He's in John 14. He was talking to his disciples, telling him he was leaving. And they were trying to sort that out in their heads. He said, but if, and they're like, please don't go. And he's like, okay, but if I go, then I will send you the comforter. And here we've come to one of the six Greek words that I actually know. We've <laughs> talked about one. Six, mo-
1: six more than I know. <laughs> yeah, well, there, so here's <laughs>
0: one for you. It's called paraclete. Paraclete. So I always think paracletes, right? Because mm-hmm. I have kids that played That's sports.
1: That's why you remember it. Yes. Okay.
0: I can't always tell why I remember things. Mm-hmm. That one, I can tell you why. Paraclete. And it, it means uh, advocate. Which, you know, we talk about advocates a lot. You know, I know kids that at school have an advocate that talks and helps them through things. And and, or it could be uh, comforter, which is the word that they used when they interpreted that into most scriptures, intercessor, helper, any of those things. And if I leave, I'll send you the comforter. Do you remember what he said he would do to bring you comfort? No. Okay. He said, he will, rem- I will. if I go away, I'll send you the comforter, and he will remind you of everything I've said. Ah. So there's comfort in the words of Jesus for a lot of us that believe that and follow him. And it's because the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything that Jesus said. And Jesus said, I'm the way that, and the truth and the life. So what the Holy Spirit does is remind you of the truth because Jesus is the truth. So the Holy Spirit reminds you of that. So this is what I always told my kids on days when they had big tests at school. Okay, you need to pray about that. That's why they're still prayer in school, because they're still giving tests. Hey, Amen. <laughs> but if the Holy Spirit reminds you of all the truth, and you've studied, and you know these things, then he will remind you of that, because it's truth.
1: So. Man, aren't we blessed. A God, a Son, a Holy Spirit. We just, they're not many ways we should fail you know i
0: remind myself of this and so i remind you of this too and everybody listening you have uh, god the father god the son god the holy spirit and two-thirds of all the angels on your side <laughs> what on earth are you so afraid of <laughs> two-thirds well because when the devil fell he took a third of them
1: oh him. i forgot all about that yeah, they are
0: not on your side
1: uh-uh. <laughs> no they're hoping that everything's wrong yeah, that they've been told right.
0: they don't want you to be comfortable <laughs> unless that you're too comfortable
1: Mm, you know, And then you. they're jumping up and down. Well,
0: people say all the time, God's gonna call you out of your comfort zone. And <laughs> yeah. That's a fact.
1: <laughs> Prayerfully so. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. So uh one of the one of the Bible verse that I thought I'd bring up is in First Corinthians and, and it's uh it's Paul talking, it's right there in the in the first chapter, and he says, The God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That was too long to memorize. I can paraphrase it, but I wanted to get it right. It's so comfort others. God is the God of comfort. He said, Jesus sent the comforter and you're supposed to comfort others with the comfort that you've been given.
1: What a responsibility.
0: It is, but you know, I love that you're seeing a counselor. Yeah. And she's bringing you comfort
1: finally
0: after all these years. (laughs) And then you're sharing that comfort with others. I mean, you're doing exactly what it said to do in first Corinthians. You're comforting others with the comfort that you've been given and you do have a great counselor, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, I, you know, it's, and I think counseling is a good thing. Oh, I do too. Some of my best listeners on here are counselors. And they probably think, I need help. (laughs) Well,
1: James, I'm going to tell you. (laughs) A lot of us have thought that, but we love you just the way you are.
0: That's right. We just love you too much to let you stay this way, right? But, you know, and, and, and that's my plug for counseling. Sometimes you just need to talk things over with somebody. You get a little overwhelmed with your problems and your challenges, and you just need somebody that can step back from them. And, and, and talk with you, bring you some logic, bring you some comfort.
1: Absolutely.
0: So I went to counseling. I've been to counseling a lot of times, but I, years ago at a job that I really wanted to do well at, that I was really doing bad at, (laughs) they had an 800 number in the hallway. If you need counseling, it's a company provided thing and you can go. And so I went and saw the counselor and, uh, and I developed the ideal then that the good counselors don't wear socks. I don't know why this guy <laughs> never had socks on. I have no idea why. I don't know why I noticed it. He
1: was ahead of his time. I guess so,
0: yeah. Maybe he had those little no see socks. They didn't make them back then, but he never wore socks. So I saw him three times because that's how many times the company would pay for it. And the last time he leaned forward, and he said, James, can I tell you something? I said, yeah. He said, you know everything you need to know mm. to be successful at what you're trying to accomplish. You just need to go do it. And wow! that was kind of a kick in the pants. <laughs> it's
1: profound. Yeah, but
0: but he was right, you yeah. know, and then I, and I went and did that. I mean, that was the advice I took was, okay, you know enough, go do what you know. But I really needed somebody who didn't know me to mm-hmm. get to know me so that he could tell me that because I'm sure... I had heard that from other people. Probably my boss, too.
1: <laughs> or your mother. Mm-hmm. Or your,
0: yeah. mm-hmm. Definitely, yes. My bride, yes. <laughs> All of those. Things. But I'm a big fan of, of counseling. I think it's very helpful. And you finding it that way?
1: I, I tell you what, I have referred so many kids and parents and friends to counseling and to this one I'm seeing, actually. Mm-hmm. And just I've done that through the years because I do believe in it. But yet... I never went. I never took that step to make that phone call and say, Hey, you got some time to talk to me? So I am so grateful that, um, I found her and that she, she doesn't think I'm crazy and she lets me come <laughs> yeah. every other week or every week or whatever. Well, and I believe in counseling.
0: I love what she told you about you can change what is comforting. Yes, you know, and but do you realize she was just pointing out what you'd already done? (laughs) You decided that you weren't comfortable. So you needed a counselor so you could get more comfort. You changed where you got your comfort from. And then she said, hey, you know what you need to do. You need to change where you're getting your comfort from.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's what. Well, and she'll say something about what's a positive that you've accomplished or successes. Let's look at successes instead of just failures. I have focused on failure a long, long time. And I thought, and I told her, I said, well, I came here today. That's a positive. (laughs) That's a positive. That's right. I didn't cancel on you. Okay.
0: So we're talking to you now, not each other. If you feel like you want to talk to a counselor, we're a big fan of that. Absolutely. We think you should. We think it can help.
1: And I've got the name of a
0: good one. That's right. Just send us an email or a text and we'll let you know. So the main reason to talk about comfort, I think, is to help people know how to comfort others. Because if you find a way to comfort yourself, that's good. You need to do that. But there are people around us that depend on us, like the girl that came to your office crying in the chair Mm -hmm. because her mom, she was scared and she needed comfort. And you knew how to comfort her. And for someone who's lost a sister in a car wreck, I mean, you were comforted when that happened. We've talked about that before. And you comforted the God of all comfort came to your family through that I loved reading what your mom and dad said about that time Mm -hmm. and 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 I've heard your testimony about it and, and and just talking about what it's like to live through something like that so you understand it's a valid concern
1: absolutely and I I think as you were just talking though it kind of came to me that you can still comfort others If you don't have your comfort, if you're not in a place feeling comfortable, you still can help and reach out. And I think that's, isn't that what we're called to Mm -hmm. do?
0: (laughs) You you can give comfort when you don't have any. Right. And that's really kind of astonishing, you know. Uh, And, you know, often it's words isn't it? I mean, yes. with all of my children, grandchildren, anybody's children, really, when they get hurt, they fall off their bike, mm-hmm. or they get scared, wake mm-hmm. up from a bad dream. I'd pick them up and hold them, and I'd say the same thing. I've said it a million times. I've got you.
1: Right. <laughs> I've got
0: you. And that made it okay. You know, I've got you. We had one kid that was afraid of the bad guys We're going to get her. And I'm like, I've got you. And she's like, Okay, well, there's no bad guy tougher than you, so That's you know, right. I had my bluff in. You know, I'm huge to a five year old, right? So I've got you. It, it worked you're a pretty lot.
1: Pretty big in my
0: mind. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time saying you're going to be okay. Yeah, you know, I can't have. To, I can't tell you how many times on the ambulance I said you're, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. We're going to get you to the hospital. We're going to get this bandaged. We're going to get this taken care of. You're going to be okay.
1: Isn't that though part of the? Um That's the knowledge we need to have if Mm -hmm. we're in that situation Mm -hmm. for somebody to say, you're going to be okay. Whether we are or not, it gives you that instant of... <sighs> okay, yeah. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Well,
0: you need to hear that, you mm-hmm. know. Well, kids get splinters. Little kids get splinters and you go to get it out with a pocket knife if you're a redneck <laughs> like me or a needle that's been boiled if you're really or poured in alcohol if you <laughs> Oh, really, yeah, I've been you're, there. if you're a good mom, right? <laughs> if you get a dad, it's a pocket knife, but uh, but kids don't know when they get a splinter they're not going to die. True, and I've learned that. I've, you know what? You know what this is? You got a splinter and you're not going to die and they go oh thank you but it's the truth you're not going to die unless you leave it there you know for or like unless ever. you use a
1: dirty pocket knife and they get infected okay well picky 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 <laughs> oh let me tell you a quick thing about a pocket knife so we were moving the old tomato shed that was on the property where i used to work and we hired this guy from henderson or somewhere They jacked that thing up, put it on axles, rolled it across a culvert that if he'd gone an inch one way or the other, it would (laughs) have fallen, would get it set on the back end of the property. And he hops out of his truck and he grabs a can of Spam and opens it and pulls out his pocket knife and sticks it down in the dirt to clean it. And pulls it back out and then slices that, yes, to clean it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a story like that. I we, Actually, we were talking about yesterday. My oldest, Joshua, that we talk about, it's so on here because he's our favorite editor. He does such a great job. a
1: wonderful editor.
0: <laughs> uh, when he was a baby and cutting teeth and I didn't have a teething ring or anything, i give him my pocket knife.
1: Mm. And he'd chew on that <laughs> pocket
0: knife. Closed, he couldn't open it, you know. But it's a big old timer pocket knife, and, and but listen, I should you should never give a baby that.
1: <laughs> I can't believe Lisa let you do that well, to your firstborn. There. She
0: wasn't there, oh, or it wouldn't happen. That makes sense. You know, she'd bring him to the ranch when he was about eighteen months old, and say, "Here, watch him. I've got to go do this or that." <laughs> and I'd set him on top of my big horse. And, and then go work cows, because the horse was a great babysitter, <laughs> Un- unless you fall off, you know, and then that's bad. That's a long right? way to
1: the ground.
0: 17 hands. this is a big horse, yeah, it'd have been a problem, but he never fell off. I've never seen him fall off of one, actually. No. He may have at some point, but I haven't ever seen him. Well,
1: he learned at an early age how not to fall off. Yeah.
0: So, funny story about the pocket knife, we, uh, we were at church one time at a, at a, function where everybody brought food and we were all and a couple had just moved to Texas from England and the woman walked up to me like somebody's playing a joke on her and she didn't really understand what was going on and she said uh, they tell me you have a knife and I said I have a big knife and a small knife which one do you want she cocked her head sideways like she was still getting (laughs) joked on and I, I was in on it somehow and she went the big one and so I pulled out this big pocket knife and handed it to her and she went, thank you. And was just astonished that people carry around <laughs> knives, right? And then I saw that she had gone over and started cutting cheese into blocks. Oh! <laughs> and I sidled over to my wife and said, don't eat the cheese. And she said, why? I said, trust me, don't eat the
1: cheese. <laughs> uh, oh! That but is precious. Teething,
0: teething <laughs> ring is probably the cleanest thing that knife had ever been used for. But I don't know how we got there, but I still carry a pocket knife because it brings me comfort right somebody asked me one day do you have a pocket knife i said do i have pants on <laughs> because that's my comfort having pants on and having a pocket knife in the pocket
1: every so. time josh was at the house to do this or that i think oh let me offer him some scissors or let me mm-hmm. no he pulls out his pocket mm-hmm. knife <laughs> which may have
0: scissors attached
1: to it, it probably does <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when you're comforting other people you know there's a lot of flowers and chocolates right i'm the guy that if i come see you in the hospital i don't care how old you are if you're or 94, I'm bringing you a coloring book and crayons if I can find
1: it. Oh, that's so wonderful. There's nothing
0: to do when yes. you're in the hospital and so you have to have something to do. I bring coloring books. I think that's a comfort.
1: So now I need to go to the hospital so that's I can a get a coloring, coloring book. book. I will give you a coloring book.
0: We can paint together. We're in the studio. You oh, can that's do that here. <laughs> I like, uh, you know, and I tell stories of course at hospitals. Just comfort. Just things to, to help people calm down and 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 be comforted but you know i call it the ministry of presence because really the best thing you can do is be there for people
1: absolutely and and be fully present when you're there that's in this crazy we've talked about that before in this crazy world it's hard not to be distracted by this or that or whatever thought but you just you need to just be present you don't even have to talk yeah I have, after my little sister's car wreck, have a friend who, or had a friend, he's in heaven already too, who came over to the house and stayed up in my bedroom with me for, I don't know, a day and a half. We didn't talk a lot, but he was just there. Yeah, And it was so, and I'll never forget it. How do you know to do that? Do you know? I, I, maybe, maybe that's where... Can you, can you train to be empathetic?
0: Can you, <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. People think I am an empath. I am profoundly not. And I know that because I'm married to one,
1: but I don't, I don't know. You, you have to pay attention. Yeah. I guess that's it. Yeah, You well, pay attention.
0: And, and it may be that he'd been through something like that before. And that was what helped him. You know, I, uh, I think about you comforting others with the comfort that you've been given. We were driving through Florida one time, and there was a terrible wreck in the middle of the road, and I stopped and went back to help. And before I got there, a woman named Mary was there, and she was kneeling on the ground holding the neck stable of a woman that had been in the wreck, young woman, and Mary just didn't move. She's on her knees, their nose to nose upside down, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mary's just holding her head still. And I used my bandana to wipe their tears and to tie Mary's hair back out of her face. And occasionally I'd put my hands on hers so she could rest for a minute, but she did not move. When it was over hours later, I walked Mary and her husband back to my car, uh, to our van so she could wipe her hands because, you know, you got twins, you're carrying wet wipes. (laughs) It's just required. And and I asked her what her (laughs) medical training was. And she said, oh, I don't have any. And I went, You did such a great job. How did you know to do that? She said, Well, a few years ago, we were in a terrible wreck and a woman knelt in the ditch with me for hours holding my neck still. That's how I knew what to do. That was the comfort she brought. Is the comfort. And that's how
1: right, that's how we learn what form of comfort is necessary at the time.
0: You are not required to give comfort you don't know about. Oh. Wow. Write that down. (laughs) (laughs) I think you are required. You're responsible for what you know. You know, my family knows a lot about cancer. And so when somebody has cancer, we show up because we know about that. I know about car wrecks. So I stop at car wrecks because I know about that. But you're not responsible to give comfort that you don't know anything about. And I think you can actually make it worse by saying things that you don't know if they're true or not, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I see that a lot. And I, I, I'd rather you say nothing, just be there. Cause being there is more important than anything else. Just knowing you're not alone when you need that kind of comfort is helpful.
1: And an occasional hug thrown. in. I'm all for <laughs> hugs.
0: I, that's been the worst thing about this whole pandemic is that yes. six foot distance. Oh. And some people, I just have to hug anyway. Yes, we don't risk it. We're going yes. to
1: try and it. I've noticed lately there are those people who, they'll approach me and it's like, wait, do you hug? And I'm like, I'm Ginger Bell. Yes. (laughs) My sister kind of, Yeah, but then I'll put my mask on after. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm a big hugger. I'm going to see somebody. I'm going to a school to talk here in a couple of weeks. And I've got a friend that's a student there. And I said, I wanted to make sure you were there that day. She said, I'm probably going to skip a couple of classes so I can be there when you give your speech. And I said, would it be okay if I hug you? She said, I wish you would. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's a date.
1: Ooh, She's got that to look forward to. me too. A James
0: hug. (laughs) That's going to be a good day. That was fun. Those are all good things. So at the beginning, I said, our theory is we're going to tell you what we're going to tell you. We're going to tell you. Then we're going to tell you what we told you. That's what we're going to do some
1: reminders and some, yeah, that's good. You're setting the tone and then, okay, I got it. Yeah.
0: So there are all different kinds of comfort and you should look for the good kinds. Cause there's bad kinds too. you. If you're in an abusive relationship, don't stay there cause it's comfortable. If you grew up with crisis or chaos, don't create chaos or crises because it makes you comfortable. Look for the good kinds of comfort. Look for the right kinds of comfort and comforts a state of mind, which means that you can change what brings you comfort. You can make a decision about that. And what'd you say earlier? It, it'll change naturally.
1: It does. Yeah. From your life experiences, from your maturity, hopefully, um, it what's comfortable to you at one point may not be the same. It may be something completely different, but it's still comforting.
0: How many kids have you known that had a blanket when they were little and their blankie was their comfort zone?
1: Absolutely. I had a teddy bear. Yeah.
0: Most of them didn't carry them in their wedding.
1: <laughs> no. You know I
0: mean? What comforted them changed over time naturally, just like you said. But I
1: do still have that
0: teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And, and the last thing is you have to comfort others with what, you know, you're responsible for what, you know, don't try and comfort them with things you don't know, try and comfort them with things that you do know, you know, those things for a reason you're there for a reason, what, you know, will comfort them and just being there with them, just the ministry of presence, being with them when they need comforting. Sometimes just you being there, it means more than you think it does. Just you being there is so important.
1: If you just don't know what to say, it's because you're not supposed to say. You're just supposed to be there. And that's its own comfort. And then there'll be someone else who has the words. Silence.
0: Silence is effective. It is. Well, you have to leave silence so that the right thing can get said sometimes. Absolutely. It's not your job to say that you have to provide the silence so that it can get said. And I hope that you're comfortable giving the comfort that you've had to the people around you that need it. Cause that's what it's for. You have that comfort so that you can comfort others Ginger and I are certainly comfortable together, podcasting or yes, yes. anything else. There's more editing to this podcast than you would know because we, <laughs> <laughs> we do. We're very comfortable, so we get a little off track sometimes. <laughs> we hope that uh, that you are comforted when you listen to us. We hope that you uh, find some comfort in the truth that we tell you when you're here, and I hope you find some comfort in the thing that I really
1: believe about you—that the best is yet to come.